Hey, my name is Philip Craig. I'm the pastor here at Aria Church. Thanks so much for joining us. I hope this podcast empowers you, hope it fuels your faith, and hope it impacts your life. So, I'm going to get into the message, and I'm going to really try and drive the point home of prayer and fasting and devotion and spending time with God. Uh, but over the next 21 days, what is it? It's a journey. We're taking a journey. We're going, hopefully, to a new position, to a new place in your journey with God, but also as a human being on this earth. I'm believing for changed perspective. I'm believing for faith, this thing called faith, connection to God to rise up. You know, fasting is about disconnecting from the world around us. Prayer is about connecting to God in us. And as God, we connect with God in us, then God begins to change us. Has anyone ever experienced that? Where God has actually changed you from the inside out. He's maybe changed your mindset. He's maybe softened your heart. He's maybe helped you to forgive someone. He's maybe gave you vision for the future. But he will change you if you can come close. If you can draw near, he's already there. He'll draw near to you. And it's so important that we understand when we pray and we fast and we, we create a space for God, we go on this journey together. It's not just uh, about going without food. It's not just a, a spiritual journey or a discipline to get what we want out of God. It's not just that. There's aspects of that, but it's not just that. All those things can be important and we want to encounter God but in some ways, this is like a spiritual pilgrimage. Anyone, anyone heard of, you know, pilgrim's progress? Or a pilgrimage where someone goes to a foreign land and travels to get there? Well, in some ways, that's what I want us to see this 21 days of fasting, prayer and fasting as. And I'm going to look at a scripture today in Psalm 84. And what, they're, what the, the scripture of Psalm 84 is speaking to is speaking to people who are about to go on a pilgrimage they're about to travel, their, their physical location was about to change, and they would do this about three times a year, and they would seek God about where that pilgrimage would be, and they would travel that, to that location, and in that location, they would worship, they would pray. It would be set apart time a few times a year to hear from God, to reignite the fire of faith in their heart, and to seek God for their next steps. But they had to travel. Actually, in the, the law of Moses, it was ordained that they would do it three times a year. And it says here that the men of Israel would get up from their homes and would travel to a place that God had chosen for them, a, a place to worship, a place where they would all go. And so I want you to think about that context as we read through some of these key verses within that scripture. There's some really key verses that I think will really help you. The first one says this in verse 1. It says, how lovely are your dwelling places, O Lord of hosts. My soul, my inner life, my inner self longs for and greatly desires the courts of the Lord. It's as if they're looking forward to this pilgrimage. My heart and my flesh sing for joy to the living God. You see, they weren't just looking to change their physical location. The whole point of changing their physical location was to change their spiritual location. Why? Because position matters. 
the position you find yourself in matters. I was in a different position just recently. I traveled across Europe. We took a, I took a boat, got a camper van, took a boat um, from Rosslare to Cherbourg in France and traveled the whole way through France to Belgium to Germany to Poland. Who knows that sometimes when you change your location, you start to forget that you actually have a job. That's when you know it's a good holiday or it's a good reset. I actually forgot I was a part of a church for a second, sorry. But it was a healthy thing. It was a reset thing. And we changed location. We changed posture just for a season. And I came back refreshed. Some of you love to travel up north. Why? Because there's just something about a change of position, a change of location that resets your soul. It makes you feel like I've just had a holiday. I've just, I feel re-energized for the week ahead. A change of position can position you for change. And I think that this is what prayer and fasting, what being a part of a group, what, what getting up early to do prayer, you know what we're going to do to help some people out? We're going to do like a Zoom prayer at 7 a.m. for 20 minutes to help coach you along with these soap books. We're going to chapter a day. We're going to walk you through that every day, Monday to Friday, take the weekends off. We'll still do it, but just by ourselves. And we're going to change our location. Instead of being in your bed, instead of being on your phone, instead of being on Instagram, poisoning your soul, we're going to get on Zoom. We're going to spend 20 minutes, a few minutes a day, just together. Let's see what happens. Let's see what God does when we dwell in his house. A change in position can position you for change, I remember when we were in Poland, went to Anna's hometown, and we just thought we didn't drive enough. 20 hours was not enough to drive. We said, let's go down south to Zakopane. Anyone know where that is? There's mountains there, and there's ski slopes there, and Anna thought she would make a fool of me and bring me up the ski slopes and watch me slide down. And because we changed our position, we got a whole new experience. The beauty, we've seen the largest mountains in, in Poland, absolutely beautiful blue skies. It was so refreshing, but we had to change our position. And we changed our position. It positioned us for change. I started to learn some new techniques. I started to learn how to, my hips only allowed me to go so far. You know, you have to do that slide inwards. I, just, I had to tell instructor, I can't do that. So I had to just go for the full slide sideways. Um, but because we changed our position, new opportunities came. I believe the same thing happens. I'd never skied before. Some things you've never done before. Maybe you've never been to a group. Maybe you've never shared your heart with someone. Maybe you've never prayed with your spouse in your relationship. I'm telling you, if you change your position, you'll position yourself for change. There's some things that if you want to see God move in your life, you need to position yourself differently. Oh, my goodness. The amount of people that I see that come to our church and they never change. There's not that many, actually. It's not that bad. I'm just exaggerating to get the point across. But they never change. Why? Because they never change their position. It's in the pew, it's out the pew, and it's out the door. Same thing over and, oh, I'm not getting as much no more. I need to go, oh, it's not the, not, 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 it used to be, I'm not as fired up over the wee lights. I'm not, not as fired up over the LEDs and not as fired up over the worship. It's not the same. Maybe it's not the same because your position has never changed. We, we talked about this earlier in the year. 
You were never designed to stay in P1. You were designed to change your position at the end of the year to P2. Some of us need to go to P2. But you can't go to P2 without changing your location. It's a different classroom altogether. Anyone figured that out yet? And so some of you, I remember, I can't wait, big mob, haven't asked Esther yet. But we're going to do another wee video. I'm just, we're going to knock videos out for fun because social media is the front door of our church. I remember Big Mob shared this with me and I just love it because I could see it. I could see he was just, he was getting like, Phil, your sermons aren't hitting the same the way they used to. He didn't tell me that, but I assumed that. <laughs> I just say he's not, a, he's not the same, man. He's not as excited as he used to be, you know. And I just, these guys need to get into a group. I just know it. They have to go deeper. They've they got to connect with God, not with a person. There's no, only so much surface chat every Sunday. It gets boring. Anyone with, with me? Like, same old hello at the door. And it's great. It's a nice, smiley hello. It's great. But it's not enough if you're going through a storm. People dying in your life. Suffering from depression. It's not enough to just say Hello. You've got to go deeper. And as I've seen him and Esther get connected into a group, you know what's happened? They changed their position. They prioritized some time with God's people. They dwelled in his house the way God intended, and God moved in their heart. The amount of times I've heard, oh, the group was hilarious during the week. It was so much fun. Esther's laughing about bananas, some banana, something about bananas. My parents having so many bananas all the time. Like it's an inside joke. I don't even understand it myself, but they're having fun. But they're not just having fun. They're growing. They're getting better. They're encouraged. It's the God's intention for his people is that you wouldn't stay in a fixed position. You would go from P1 to P2. You would even get the first year and so forth. But you can't do it if you're staying still, stuck, same thing, that's my pew, that's my seat. You know, if I went to church like that, I would just I'd shit, lift the pews up and change the shape of them every week and confuse people. Because you're not designed to be a statue. Can I get an amen? You're designed to, this is a movement of the Holy Spirit. It's a mo- the church is a movement, it's not a monument. It's not ritual. It's not just come and just sit up, down, do your squats for the week. <laughs> That's good. That's actually a good practice probably, but can I get an amen? Got about two extra people on that amen. This is going slow, the start of 2024. Goes on to say, in, in Psalm 84, it says, it says, blessed and greatly favored are those who dwell. Everyone said dwell. Dwell in your house and your presence. In your house and your presence. They will be singing your praises all day long. There's something about these pilgrimages. They were like life on steroids with God. It wasn't just like the normal every day, every week. It was like we're going to take some time, set it aside, and we're going to praise all day long. Selah, blessed and greatly favored is the man whose strength is in you. Who wants to be blessed and highly favored? Who wants to get some strength? Some, I can guarantee you most of us in here are feeling a little bit lethargic with our faith. 
just a little bit, uh, that's okay. That's normal. That's why we pray at, strategically at this time of the year. That's why we fast, because you're feeling like that. Why? Because we're not going to accept that as normal. We're going to accept, accept that as the exception. But we're all human. Our souls need refreshment. We, we need to have certain times of the year where we do this so that we stay with clear sight, that we don't let sin trap us, that we don't let sin distract us, that we don't let sin uh, uh, steal God's vision for our life, that we, that we can protect our family, we can continue to put God first. See, there's something about when you get in the house and you get in the presence. There's just something about showing up at church, being around other believers. There's just something about showing up at a group. Listen, let me also qualify groups. I know we have a blanket statement, get in a group. There's some of our groups are just to meet people. Like football group is awesome on a Friday night. Now I have Paul Rez. We've got the AstroTurf, top notch. But you're probably not going to grow spiritually from kicking someone on a Friday night. You'll meet some people. you meet some foes <laughs> on the other team. And it'll be fun, and it's a good place to start, but you're probably not going to grow spiritually. And so we've got to get into groups where we can study the Bible, where we can share our heart, where we can receive prayer, just like the early church did when they, they met in homes. And so you, you've got to make the decision for what you need. Maybe you're in a season where I've studied, I've been in one of those groups my whole life. I just need to have some fun. I've spoke to those people. Yeah, you probably need to go to the football group or go to the arts and crafts group or go to a group where you can just relax and have a bit of crack and work more on the relational side. But maybe you're a new believer. You've got to make the decision to understand, I need, I need to get my roots down. I need to learn some basic scriptural principles. I need to learn, I need to get the growth track and just get started on this journey. And so you make the decision, whatever is right for you, but don't stay stuck. If you're starving for more of God's word, don't, don't prioritize a group that's just about connection. Can I get an amen? Come on, give me three more amens than normal. Can I get an amen? amen. There we go. I'm getting insecure up here. <laughs> you see, you've got to get in the house and get in the presence. We can't just go through the routine of surface Christianity, of just kind of doing the basics and, and never going, getting stuck in one class and never going further and never getting uncomfortable. I love to hear people making moves forward. Heard, heard about, a friend of mine just sharing about how he started to pray in, in a relationship. As a man, that's hard. That's hard to do, to be vulnerable. But I tell you, it produces great fruit. Some of you men are starting to heads down like, oh man. I'm telling you, if you change your position, you'll position yourself for change. If you prioritize God's house this year, that's going to put you on a great path forward to be around God. There's just something about being in his house. There's just something about being around his people. There's just something about being in the vicinity of what God's doing on the earth today. Yes, people aren't perfect. Yes, people will offend you. Yes, people will look at you the wrong way. But that's why when we keep our eyes fixed on Jesus... And we follow in his ways. We become unoffendable. And those things we work through, you don't give up because things get awkward. You go through the valleys. If you just give up in any hour of your life, when, it, when resistance came, you actually miss out. And I'm going to talk about that in a second. You miss out on probably the gold. 
Because the gold is actually found in the valley. It's not found on the mountaintop. In the kingdom of God, the gold is found when life gets hard. Your strength is found when you face resistance. Come on, who was in Southlex this morning? Pumping iron. Putting on those 20 kg dumbbells. You, you don't get the gold. You don't get the strength without the resistance. Now, I just look around. I see the people that are growing, the people who are moving forward, the people who got, are seeing God's blessing, God's anointed favor in their life, and the people who I see that are going deeper. They're in groups. They're serving. They're sharing their heart. They're doing devotions. They're praying. They're, when, when, they don't, when they don't feel it, they're showing up anyhow. When, when they don't feel like going to a group, they go anyhow. They're principled in their decision-making. They're not emotional. They just make a decision and follow it. You know, when we were going through, it took us on the sat-nav, it, took, it said when we, to get from, well, actually, if I include getting down south to Ross Lair on our journey to Poland, it was about three hours. And then when we got to Europe, it was another 18 hours, not including stops. So that's about 21 plus probably another two hours on top. And so, you know, we could have easily, and we had a pup in the back, and we could have easily just moaned the whole way. This is so long. Phil, stop talking. <laughs> that never happened. But we could have easily spent the whole journey just focusing on how long this is so long. This is costing so much money. For the fuel is so expensive. The rain is splashing off the windscreen. I can barely see this. Why did we do this? We could have spent the whole journey doing that. Because in some cases, it took, it took a long time. But we were able to use it as an opportunity to listen to podcasts, to stop for multiple coffee stops, to eat McDonald's at least five times, <laughs> to talk to each other the odd time too. It was a valley in one way, but it was an opportunity in the other. I love this scripture in verse 6, Psalm 84, it says, Passing through the valley of weeping, it's talking about the pilgrimage, they make it a place of springs. The early rain also covers it with blessing. Watch this. They go from strength to strength, increasing in victorious power. There's something about that season, that pilgrimage, that time set apart that gives you the ability to process some of the deep subconscious hurts that you've experienced. It gives you the ability, the opportunity to process some of the, the deepest, darkest times in your life. Maybe you're going through it right now. Maybe you'll go through it in the future. It's about preparation. It's about processing in Angoli. I've always believed if you do, do go through a dark valley God's way, you end up better. It ends up building you up, preparing you for what's ahead. It ends up the very thing that you needed for the future. You could even say it like this, a pass-through pit becomes a pass-through blessing. You're passing through, but the problem is so many people pass through and they end up worse off. It ends up breaking you. It ends up causing you to halt. It ends up causing bitterness 
But there's something about this, these kinds of pilgrimages, there's something about these kinds of spaces like prayer and fasting where we, we pray more than normal. We create space around God's people. We put God first and we position ourselves correctly. There's something about it that causes these pits of despair to become pits of blessing. It's a pass-through pit we're going through, but it becomes a pass-through blessing. And You know, when I think back to my biggest wins in life, the times where I've been, experienced the most breakthrough, I've forgiven the most, I've learned the most, I've experienced the most wisdom. It's been a pass-through pit that's become a pass-through blessing. It's been those locations and those positions where they've been, it's been the worst of times that set me up for the best of times. But I had to do it with prayer and God's presence and with God's people. All of those things I needed to overcome. And I just love at the end of that scripture, it says, increasing in victorious power. It's not just a cheesy line. Increasing in victory. Come to church, we talk about victory. <laughs> it's not just cheese, it's real life. It's God's way. That's why we're called Aria Church. It's resurrection life. We'll go through all kinds of experiences of things failing us, dying in our life, dead ends, brokenness in ourselves and in others. But it's if you do it God's way, it becomes a victory. The bigger the battle, the bigger the victory. Can I get an amen? I'm going to finish here. Can I get an amen? I'm going to finish here. As Dylan kindly comes up. I love this. It says in verse 10, For a day in your courts is better than a thousand anywhere else. I would rather stand as a doorkeeper at the threshold or at the outskirts of the house of God, sorry, the house of my God, than to live at ease in the tents of wickedness, at ease. When I think of at ease, I'm thinking with wealth, with no worries of this world, you could say. I always used to think this was like another... Christian cheesy meme. But another way of actually saying that is my worst day with God is always better than my best day with the devil. I've heard people say that and I thought, that's cheesy. Like, that's a good saying, but it's so cheesy. But when I actually break this down, for a day in your courts, God, is better than a thousand elsewhere I would rather stand as a doorkeeper just on the outskirts, just in the vicinity, just close with a lesser job with something which is not right in the center, but just close by. I'll do anything. I'll clean the toilets. I'll, be, I'll do the car park. I'll do whatever it takes just to be close to the house of the Lord to his people, to his presence. Because that's going to trump all day. If I have all the riches of this earth, if I have all the fame that this earth 
can give me. If I have all the power and possess everything that I've ever desired in this earth, still, God's presence God's, in God, with God's people is going to be more wholesome. It's going to be greater, more victorious. It's going, it's going to meet the needs of my soul way more than if I had everything that this world had to offer. Can I get an amen? And it's so true because how often do you see it online where there's people who have that we were actually listening to a book. What's his name? The Friends guy. Who? Matthew Perry. It was so depressing. It, it, was, it was on audio. Don't listen to it. But he was just talking about how people don't understand what it is to be famous until you're famous. They think it's all this and it's all that. But it never fulfills you. And it never meets your inner most desired need. It's exactly what the scripture's talking about. He's saying, you're going to get more fulfillment from being just even close to God's house. Just being involved a little bit than you will trying to submerge yourself in the ways of the world, trying to do life your own way, thinking if I could just have more money, a better job, more followers, I'll be happy. No, you won't. Why? Because your worst day with God is better than your best day with the devil. See, a change in position can position you for change. We need to get in the house and get in his presence. And when we do that, pass through pits, become pass through blessings. My worst day with God is always better than my best day with the devil. Hope you enjoyed the podcast today. I hope it encouraged you. There's a few things I'd love you to do. I'd love you to subscribe to our YouTube, iTunes, or Spotify account. This is so you can keep up with our most recent material and messages. If this ministry has impacted your life and you'd love to help us reach others, you can do that right now by going to ariachurch.org and giving now. Cannot wait to see you next week on the Ariat Church podcast.